Welcome to Rose Radio. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a side of spiritual woo-woo. I successfully turned my side hustle into a full-time career while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show, I inspire all you little rosebuds to do the same. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. Alright, welcome back everyone to Rose Radio. We have a very, very, very special guest this week. I'm so excited and a lot of you are actually also very excited for this episode. I tease it on my Instagram. We have Chelsea Rife here. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, we met in January, end of January of 2019 in Bondi. It's a very long story, and if you want to hear how we met, we actually revealed it all on Chelsea's podcast, In My Non-Expert Opinion, so listen to episode 63 and 64, where we spill, like, the beans of how we met, how we got to know each other, but that podcast, we only recorded maybe, like, after three weeks of knowing each other, so (laughs) we're back, and we're here to talk to you about all things love, relationship, um, calling in your partner. And I'm so excited. So, Charles is the expert, non-expert, <laughs> my non-expert opinion. So, Charles is a podcast. She's a mindset manifestation coach. She's a yoga teacher. She has an amazing podcast, which I keep talking about. So, you have to listen to hers after. And, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. And now, she's one of my best friends. Hello. I'm so excited for this. I feel like this is going to be a five-hour podcast that we're going to have to condense to like one or two hours it's gonna be a full movie yeah this is a (laughs) documentary web series like we have so much to talk about we have so much to talk about so i've been getting a lot of questions because you know i guess eight months ago when i met charles like i you know we were running our businesses like everything was going really well we were working abroad but the one thing i was really focused on manifesting for 2020 was my partner and i wanted that man that you know, was everything on my list, who, and my list was specific, like, it's long and specific, and I was, like, I knew 2020 was the year, I actually saw a few, like, spiritual readers who told me that 2020 was the year, and they, like, gave me a few hints of, like, who he would be, what he would be like, and so I was really excited, but when me and Charles met, (laughs) it was not the vibe, like, we, I speak on both of our halves, like, we were putting up with, like, bullshit from guys, just, like, just, like, in the worst mindset around men, and it's just because, you know what, we never did the work, like, Mm -hmm. we both thought that, you know, oh, one day Prince Charming is just gonna show up and pick up, like, Cinderella's story, but that's really not how it works, because with love and with partnership, I think we've both learned it's conditions that you've picked up from past relationships, from childhood, from the media. You have all these biases around you, and this is conditioning you to project your maybe insecure. For me, is definitely insecurities. And oh, lo and behold, those people who would like latch onto those insecurities and throw out my face would be manifested into my life because that's what I was projecting, and that's what I was projecting what I think I deserved. So it wasn't till you know. I had this moment where I had, like, a really, not horrible, but, like, I really liked this guy, 
and it was ridiculous like we met in bali it was like we knew each other for like 48 hours like it wasn't even but but like i thought like he basically just triggered me in any way possible and that's what i was like i'm no longer putting up with this shit and i'm like it's time to change and then charles i think your experience was quite similar right it was like that one guy that you're like no longer am i dealing with this it was i mean i got to bondi and it was like being back in college i was just anybody that was like giving me the time of day i was like oh my gosh let's hook up let's go out and being so obsessed with little things like do they follow me do they look at my instagram story like super anxious crazy attached for no reason like guys that barely again gave me the time of day and then i finally kind of put my foot down and was like i'm not doing this anymore and i ended up meeting a different guy that came around towards the end of the year and it went really well and then i found myself like you said bringing up things from past relationships being super anxiously attached and moving things around and putting them on a pedestal and when it ended i was absolutely devastated even though i only knew him for basically a month so it was very similar to yours it was like a short fast and furious relationship and when he when we ended things it was like my world collapsed and i'm like how did this why would i let a guy crash my world down and from then on i was like i cannot feel like this again and i took a very long break and then now i'm just starting to manifest another romance and you know what i think we both were in the case where like they showed us exactly what we needed to work on Mm -hmm. because i know with your previous partner that you manifested and then this whole thing happened it was like i think the lesson and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but the lesson was, like, you can't change who you are as a person in a relationship. No. Once you get in the relationship, you are a rock solid. You're a full cup. They're a full cup. And you're coming together to create magic together. You're not moving your plans around. You're not changing your plans. You're not, you know, basing your whole life around this person. It's like, they have to base their life around you, too. It's a give-and-take yes. relationship. So that got, like, that was your lesson in that experience. A hundred percent. I moved things around to try to be with him. I stopped doing yoga. I mean, I had just gotten my certification. I was basically, like, canceling anything that if he was basically telling me to jump, I would say how high. And I was like, that, looking back, was probably the downfall of the relationship, where I was too available, moving everything around, putting him on a pedestal. And that's when it when it declined. It was like you said, I, I was changing myself so that when things ended, it's like it was very hard for me to get back to myself because I had shifted around so much instead of, like you said, just keeping my cup full so that if someone came and left, it was like, oh, it's not a big deal. That's what it should be like, where this was like deep, dark, like, how the fuck am I going to get over this? And I'm like, that should not have been how it how I felt. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Like, I've been there. Like, I'm, I'm sure a, lot, a bunch of girls on this episode are like, yep, been there. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's no, no fault to our own. Like, I've, I think we've both learned. We've both invested in many things to learn how these things happen to us. And we're going to dive all into that. Um, but it's just very interesting. I think that all these people that come into our lives are an absolute teacher. Like, in the moment, it fucking sucks. You're brokenhearted. You're bawling your eyes out. And you're like, why did this happen to me? But hindsight is twenty twenty, and I think looking back at it, it's like you just see your, where you need to work on. And when you fill those gaps and you work on those traumas and emotional triggers, that's when the fucking magic happens. Yes. And that's when the guy falls into your lap that you never expected. 100%. So I wanted to talk about um, a few things that we've actually done to help us get to this point where... And we'll, we'll go into, like, how we met our partners and everything. But... um. 
we want to talk about like what we've done from I mean eight months ago to now and how we've literally been like 180 (laughs) so I'm just gonna start by saying like I think it was recognizing that I really was like okay why did I think that like for example money mindset we all know it's a journey we need to work on our money mindset you need to learn new patterns you need to get rid of old patterns to let abundance come in like that's a very commonly talked about thing but why is it not talked about that like with love and relationships and you're trying to manifest your partner it doesn't just like snap like that and fall into your lap and you're like yay here he is it's like you have to do the work so if this is the first time you're hearing this like just know that if if you keep getting these same guys same patterns it's because you have this emotional or conditioned belief that you've learned from somewhere in your childhood or in past relationships that you need to work through and work through and work over it in order to get to the other side to be manifesting that guy that is everything that you want and I can speak on like I'm full proof that like once I did the work so something that I did was the be magnetic program it's Lacey Phillips it's called unblocking love and she goes deep into the like energetics and she goes into like subconscious beliefs about um you know the patterns that you've established in childhood and what self-worth you think like it's really all about self-worth again too like what you think you deserve is what you manifest so once you decide that like this is what I deserve and like you only have space for that that's when the manifestations come through and I did a lot of journaling I wrote down a list of like everything that I want in a partner and I didn't I didn't accept anything that wasn't that partner and again, just affirming, like, every day, like, my soulmate is on his way. I, it was actually really weird. I, the journal entry before I met Max, I wrote, I'm so thankful my soulmate is on the way. Wow. I'm so thankful that I'm about to meet my soulmate. Yeah, it was so weird. I, I like, found that in my journal the other day. I was like, okay. Wow. Stomach to the ground. And, yeah, so a lot of journaling, a lot of affirming. Um, Charles, what did you do? I definitely had the same realization where the one partner from the end of the year in January where I was so depressed after that I was like what happened like I was such a full cup when we met and I was just shifting things around and it's funny because it's like you look back and you're like oh that's probably why it ended because I was shifting everything around like I was trying to mold myself to fit into his life instead of vice versa and that's unattractive and I realized why did I move everything around like it's because I thought if I don't move things around he's not I just thought if I don't move things around, he's not going to want to be with me when the opposite is actually true. When you stick to your standards and have your own expectations, that's attractive. Like you, you're your own person. And so what I ended up working on was I'm very spiritual and I invested in a lot of spiritual teachers or healers. Like I did, um, we did that spiritual like assessment or something in Bali. I forget what it was even called. With the manifestation ceremony? We did we did the manifestation ceremony and then we Oh remember, the palm reader, the Yeah, palm we did like reader. a palm reading, then I did a tarot card reader, then I did I think I did even like another psychic medium reading. And that stuff is really helpful. But then I also was like I need to journal and visualize and do things on my own. And so I was starting to visualize like what if I was in a partnership, what would that look like? Like, what would I put up with? What would I not put up with? What are my standards? Because that's something that I don't know any of us really do. Like, do you even know your own standards? Like if a guy 
is always making you pay or is like being really cheap about things like are you okay with that and it's okay if you're not and it's okay if you are but like you need to pick a standard and stick with it and that's something that I was like I don't even know if I have my own like standards and expectations so I started writing those out and then also just identifying like what would I do differently if I were in a relationship and starting to visualize that too like instead of putting him on a pedestal and moving things around I was like the next person I'm with I'm not going to do that and I had to keep reminding myself of that so mine I don't think I was as specific as you but I do think there's something to be said about visualizing like you said that's such a big deal but I'm like I probably could go back and make a more specific list and because going back to your standards it's like you declared your standards on paper And that's a really big deal because then it came. So I'm like, I think there is a really powerful shift when you start declaring things and speaking them into existence, writing it down. Because if it's floating in your head, that's when things become a little ambiguous. Like, that's why we accept bad partners or we're like, oh, it's not a big deal. He's too busy or whatever. It's like, well, let me go back to my list. Like, does he match all these things? I think my hesitation with the list was almost like I was scared, like, because I know I'm a good manifester that it was like wow if I actually put this down it could really happen and like am I energetically ready for that and it goes Mm. back to the self-worth piece you were talking about like if I don't think I'm ready for an amazing partner then why would an amazing partner just show up in my life so you have to be ready for it too exactly it's like if you want the Lamborghini do you have a parking spot for the Lamborghini to sit like that's like manifestation 101 and actually just to jump forward I remember we wanted to talk about this is like I think we were both kind of scared that if we met some, because our lives are so busy. Like you hear, Chelsea's running like twenty thousand businesses right now. <laughs> like we are both our days are completely packed, and I think I was worried. I'm like, if I meet someone, I don't know how I'm gonna make time for them. Yes, because like I'm so busy. Like I'm running a business. I'm trying to like build all these things, right. and you are too. But it's like you just make it happen. Like if you love someone and you want to have them in your life you make time for it and it just makes your life better yeah for me my fear was that when I said like I wasn't ready it's because this whole year I started my businesses I have a podcast a yoga brand and now I'm doing mindset coaching and I got so into the mindset coaching I was launching a course trying to get one-on-ones like booking all these things and I was just thinking if someone came into my life right now I'm going to be so distracted and my businesses are going to like go under. I'm going to stop working on them or I'm going to dedicate all my time to them because my pattern with the last guy that I dated was moving things around for him. So I was scared that I was going to start moving my course back or like not taking on as many clients or doing certain things to like appease my partner or play myself down. Like, I don't know. I I used to have this big thing with what I posted on social media. I used to post being like, what would my crush think if he looked at this? And I was like thinking of that. I was like, wow, if I start posting all these different pictures and photos and talking more about manifestation, is my future partner going to be like, whoa, what's this? Like, whoa. Like, I was just so scared of that. That's That's why I was so scared of like writing things down to manifest it because I was like, to your point, not only am I ready to to make time for them but are they going to take away what I've built that was my big fear and accept you for as you and not want you to change but I think as we both know once you meet that person or a person that really does support you and care about you they don't give a they are happy that you're happy and doing your thing and support you unconditionally a hundred percent and I will say it is I've dated an extremely insecure jealous like not confident person and I've also dated the opposite and to your point it is night and day like my last ex from several years ago would bring me down and make fun of my posts and think that I was showing off and tell me I was doing things just to throw it in his face where the person I'm seeing now is like 
that's amazing. Do whatever you want. Like, I'm so happy for you. Let's keep going. And I'm like, like he's what? like your number one cheerleader. He's like, yeah. you're well, you are incredible, but he's just, like, telling you, like, this is amazing, like, keep going, like, I think what you're doing is so incredible, like, so inspiring. And that's the difference. You yeah. know when you're dating an insecure person because they're going to bring you down. Like, misery loves company, so if your mm-hmm. per- partner is miserable and they're constantly bringing you down, how is that beneficial for either of you? And I think that just goes back to the whole thing about, like, full cup needs to be dating a full cup. Yes. And if you have any sense that your cup is maybe half full, like, that's when you know you have to really do the work. Because, like, my cup was, like, had a few teaspoons of water <laughs> like at one point but like but what becoming aware of it and then wanting to do the work like I wanted to do the work mm-hmm. I was ready to call on that partner like I just really want someone like to experience the life that I had with like yes. I want to do life with someone mm-hmm. because I'm like I fortunately I get to do a bunch of really cool things and I'm like it'd be so cool to have a partner to do this with yes like a partner in crime a teammate like a true teammate and that's when I was like, yeah, Marley, you need to get your shit under wraps. <laughs> and like, so then I started to do the work, visualizing, and boom. And I think something to like add to that too is it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like whenever you are working on yourself and you least expect it, that person comes. Oh yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. I actually didn't write this on my list because I have like five things that I did to call in Max. But I just want to say, and this is so annoying. This is the most annoying advice I got the whole time. Because I actually heard it from... Okay, I had three spiritual teachers that I saw last year. And one was a was a tarot card reader. I think you saw her as well. Yeah, yeah and she told me that I was going to meet my partner this year. And he was going to be, like, not from Canada. He was going to be, like, European and Australian. And I was like, okay, interesting. Then the second person that I saw was my birth chart reader, who, <laughs> again, you saw. <laughs> I also wait, saw. Yeah. Chelsea gave me the advice, and he was the best. He was my, like, not to compare, but he was, like, the most life-changing reading that I got. And he told me my partner was going to be either English, German, or Australian. I'm like, ha, German. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you even told me. you. I remember this specifically. You're like... He said German, but I think that's off. Like, I don't, I just can't see myself dating a German. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> because, like, the only Germans I had met traveling were, like, absolutely off their nuts. <laughs> so, like, I mean, like, the worst is so bad. But, like, anyways, we, we can talk about, we'll talk about Germans in yeah. a bit. But, um, yeah, he said that. He said he was going to work in business and IT. Um, he said that we were going to own businesses together and, like, run Empire together. And he's going to make me more humble, which is so funny. Um, and, so yeah, and then the third was a Palmyra that both Chelsea and I saw, and she told me, she's like, he's coming, and she's like, you need to text me, actually. She was such a sweet little lady, and yeah. like, she's like, text me when you meet him, as if like it was coming, and it happened actually like only maybe a month later. So it was, because I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, I'll text you in like 12 years when it happens. Right. And so when it ha- I should text, I should text her, but <laughs> she was like, her advice was... Merle, he's coming stop looking and she's like you need to focus on yourself and i'm like oh my god i've heard this a thousand times but you know when you hear it from the last person you're like okay i'm just gonna take this seriously now right. because it's just i'm it's like not doing me any service not listening to it so i remember after that session i was like okay actually i'm gonna stop looking and i'm just gonna focus on me and what makes me happy and you know what that did is it made me realize that when i got into the relationship with max it wasn't desperate energy because i was like i'm fucking great like i'm right. so happy right now like i 
my life was at the peak when I met Max, probably, so there was no, like, latching on, like, right. I found you, thank yeah, God, like, everything can go to waste now. It's like, no, I was, like, I'm happy with you, right. before you, with you, like, I right. don't, you're not elevating, like, you're obviously elevating me, I'm, like, so much happier with him, but I'm happy without him as right. well. And he I didn't think that's become really... your world and then if you lose him it's not like you would lose your world. Exactly. Like you had your own world without him. I'm my own person and I, I built my own life and I think that was actually very attractive. He've told he's told me he's like that was an attractive quality for me because he's like you had like you had all these things going so it wasn't like it wasn't like you were like latching on and like like okay well now now I have you so we can do this. It's like I was already doing that and now but right. now we can just do it together. Yeah. It was like two two cars like driving in opposite directions and now we're just driving together but we're together yes and it's not like you're expecting him to now like you don't want to be his world either like that would be very unattractive if he was like marley if like i always say this i don't want a partner who's going to be my bitch like i don't want someone that's like yeah you know like a little puppy following around doing everything i want to do doing like you know what I mean? Because that's un- the same way that's unattractive for a guy. It's very also unattractive for a girl to see the same exact thing. And like the expanders that I would look to that when I was like looking at the partnership that I wanted. Okay, we always talk about Lauren and Michael, but they talk about this a lot. Like they've been together for a really long time and you can think what you want about them. But I really respect them because they talk a lot about their relationship and I've taken a lot from it. And they're like, the thing about us is we are our own people. He's like, I love and respect what Lauren does. I fully support her and vice versa. But he's like, we're our own people doing our own things. And he's like, that's what I think makes the relationship work. Yes. And I took that. I've That's really resonated with me because I'm like, that's what I want. I remember too thinking one day, because I mean, you are like obsessed with Lauren. Like mm-hmm. I follow her. I stalk her every day. <laughs> but I was just thinking, I was like, if for some reason, and this is like a little bit morbid, but I was like, if something ever like happened to Michael... Or let's say just one time he had, like, a change of heart and was like, I can't do this. I'm leaving you. She would be fucking fine. She'd be like, fine. great. Have a good life. Like, I have my own brand. I have my own company. I have my own money. I'm, yeah. I have my own personality. I'm very set in my, like, standards. Like, she wouldn't be like, my world, of course, would be very sad. Yeah. But, like, she is so complete in herself that she would be like, oh, okay, that's sad. But, like, fine. I have my own empire over here. Bye. Exactly. So I think one big piece of the puzzle to manifesting a partner is definitely being whole in yourself and not relying on other people to make you feel whole. You know why? I always, and I'm very visual, so I feel like this whole podcast you're going to hear like analogies and visuals, but it just made me think it's like if you are a full puzzle, that's, and then someone else just comes along. Let's say you were missing a piece of the puzzle, but let's say now you, that's different than like oh i'm just missing a tiny piece of the puzzle and it's added okay now it's complete like Mm -hmm. that's a different energy than like half the puzzle half the puzzle is missing i need to find 45 pieces to complete this puzzle if you lose that it's like you're gonna feel so incomplete when they leave exactly and i'm not saying i'm not trying to manifest like someone leaving yeah but i think i'm just thinking so much back to my relationship from january where i had basically attached myself to him and made him such a big piece of my puzzle that when he left it felt like half the puzzle was missing when I was like that should not have happened for how little time we knew each other I mean it doesn't really matter about time but like the level of the pedestal that I put him on was so high that I was like knocked it was like the wind knocked out of me when we stopped dating I'm like that's that should not happen it should have been like oh he was just a tiny little piece and now he's gone it's fine I'll find another little piece to add to it not like my world came crashing down 
I mean, I think, again, you are only human. And, like, like I know that, like, if anything happened with Max, I'd be... You'd have to drag me off the floor. <laughs> like, it would be... Like, I don't know what I'd do. But it's just a different... I think it's a different energy going into the relationship. And yes. at the whole thing, it just makes it better if you... If there's no anxious attachment. Mm-hmm. And this is a big thing that we can talk about. So, if you haven't heard of anxious attachment... I think, Chelsea, you actually taught me about it. We should actually... Um, drop in the podcast that we you showed me, Kara's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unfuck your, your brain. brain. We'll we'll link in the show notes. And so anxious attachment basically. Actually, Charles, can you describe? I think you do a better job. Yeah. So we uh, there's different attachment styles, and there's avoidant attachment and anxious attachment. And anxious attachment means that you're basically always questioning like if the person's gonna leave you and you're anxious whenever they leave, you're anxious if they don't text back within this time frame that you've made up in your head, you're anxious about anything you do, you're basically overanalyzing everything. Like you're looking at their texts, their Instagram stories, you're looking for signs and excuses, like yeah. you're basically anxious about their every move, thinking that like they're gonna leave me at any point. And I need to be, like, on my best fucking A-game at all times. Like, that's anxious attachment. Dropping everything, changing everything. Changing plans. When's the last time they texted me? Should I double text them? Should I go pick them up? So anxious. Should I ask them to hang out? There, You see the, like, anything. You're always just analyzing, analyzing, analyzing. Yeah. Um, and I think avoidant is the opposite where you're kind of, like, you kind of freeze a little bit. And you're like, ooh, like, I don't really know what to do. I'm going to kind of, like, distance myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not really going to react to anything. I'm going to... Basically the exact opposite of anxious attachment where you're, like you kind of like go cold or someone's like are you, do you even like me anymore like what happened here and it's like i do and i just don't know how to deal with this so i'm going to almost give you like the cold shoulder yeah. that's like more avoidant and of course there's this is a whole like scientific subject yeah. like there's a book on it yeah. so we're really like watering it down here yeah. but yes that's the essentially anxious attachment is like the epitome of like desperate energy perfectly summarized <laughs> and you know what there's also secure attachment um, which is like when you're completely secure in a relationship. So, you know, the guy you meet, you're two full cups basically probably, yeah. but I know anxious attachment loves secure attachment mm. because like they latch on because they want that secureness because that person feels that way to them. I would say Max is definitely secure attachment. Um, I definitely have had anxious attachment, but I think when I met Max, it wasn't as strong at all because all the work that I've done. Yes. I think the work is in the anxious attachment. It, that's yes. what it was for me, at yeah. least. Yeah. Me too. Like, and we'll, I can give you guys examples of anxious attachment. Like, the guy I was dating back in December and January, he would say, oh, like, I can do dinner Tuesday or Wednesday. And I would, like, pick the Tuesday time slot because it was earlier thinking, oh, if I wait till Wednesday, he's going to lose interest, which is so silly to say out loud. It's like, what are you talking about? He gave you the options and it would be 24 hours later. But my mind was like, I have to do it right now or I'm going to lose him. Like that anxiety of like, if I don't move it, he's going to walk away. Or um, I would do something for work and I would have to like fix it. But he would be like, hey, want to hang out? And I would drop it and I would like go run to him to hang out instead of like fixing the thing that I actually needed to for work. Because again, I was anxious if I didn't drop that thing that he would walk away. So exactly. constantly yeah. moving things around and pushing my plans back and like catering to him essentially yeah. is like anxious attachment. And again, I'm sure anyone with anxious attachment is like, girl, <laughs> I feel you. Like I I definitely have a hundred examples as well. Like right. um, even just like leaving a date and being like, he's not going to text me. He's yeah. going to text me. Like texting all my friends. Like, oh, I don't even or know like, if he likes me. You, we all have done this. I did this like two weeks ago, like <laughs> screenshotting the text being like, he put 
one exclamation <laughs> what the fuck does that mean we're over or like look at this he hasn't texted me in three hours energy's off like, yeah that's anxious attachment yeah so i mean if you don't have anxious attachment i think that's absolutely incredible like mm-hmm. I think that means you've had very good relationships growing up. You have a really good relationship with your parents. They gave you a lot of love growing up. Like, I think I would say more people than than often have anxious attachment. Like a lot of be- a lot of my girlfriends that I talk to. Oh yeah. But unaware that that's what it is. Because right. I remember when I learned about, it, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Right. And I was like, and then I got to learn about it. And then I de- I definitely think unfuck your brain. I-, I actually remember this specific moment when I listened to the podcast and I was like. My whole life has changed. Because yeah. I was like, that's what it is. And yes. that's now I can work on it. Yes. I think once you identify something, it's easier to work on it. Like, if it's just floating around and yeah. you don't know what it, what to call it or what to... Like, is there a, a subject on this or a podcast? It's like, oh, yeah, now you guys can all go Google anxious attachment and find a million resources to figure it out. Where if it's just floating around and you don't know how to figure it out, it's really hard to work on it. Absolutely. And for those who've like if you're listening right now and you're like oh my god wait i think that sounds like similar patterns that that i've had i would definitely recommend it's called a book called attached i've actually never read it (laughs) the only because it's not on audible you actually have to read the book (laughs) but um i know a few of my girlfriends have read it and said it was like absolutely life-changing that's the one that i was gonna say people always recommend that one. yeah so definitely check that out okay so we can link back to anxious attachment but i kind of want to hop into like the few specific things i've done that helped me you know bring in max who is like everything on my list yeah and And more i think you should explain too outside of what you've done like the beliefs that you changed and like how different it is from now to or from then to now okay really good okay love that okay so i should preface that like this whole healing journey happened in bali so (laughs) if you haven't been to bali it's like energy healing on crack yes. so like i feel luckily enough that my energy healing in my healing journey expeditedly moved forward because you know when i had this realization it was before bali and i was in a dark place and then when i was in bali i was like okay this is my time like i'm like yes. i'm here on my own i'm my business is doing well like i love where i am i love what i'm doing i'm living out my soul purpose and like i was doing a lot of kundalini yoga listen to a lot of podcasts I had a lot of alone time to you know journal reflect and work on myself so I really took that time to be like okay Marley we're gonna do this yeah <laughs> so um I think a big belief was just knowing that I deserved to be loved that's something that is like a pattern in my life and I know with a lot of healers it's like growing up it was like I had a lot of beliefs like oh I don't deserve to be loved and it actually still gets triggered in mm-hmm. me like if I'm, like, drunk and Max says something that's, like, would trigger that, I get really upset. And he would be like, no, I didn't mean it that way. Like, um, he's obviously German. And <laughs> we can talk about this, too. But there's a lot of cultural differences in North Americans and Germans. So sometimes I think he's being insensitive. But it's actually him just being completely level-headed. Right. But I'm so sensitive that I take it the wrong way. So sometimes he says things that really throw me off and I'm like if it triggers me in the wrong way, it can trigger the like not not feeling not deserving of self-love and really like upset me. Right. But again, I have so now 
that I'm like post meeting the guy and in the relationship, the work doesn't end. It's not oh, like yeah, no. made it. Um, <laughs> no. Throw throw away the journal. Throw away no. No, it's a constant work in <laughs> it's progress. It's a constant work, and he's showing me now still things I need to work on all the time. So it's like. For example, like not feeling love, like something that I did for that that really helped was I did a hypnotherapy um, session with Jasmine, which is I actually interviewed her a few previous episodes ago and holy that changed everything. Like I got to go into my past like like growing up and like experiences where I didn't feel loved and got to rewrite those stories in my subconscious, which sounds probably absolutely insane to some people, but literally a month later, completely fine. It's like I can't even, like, it's hard for me to think that was reality now because it's so healed. Yes. So, okay, so basically I did a bunch of things. I have them written here, so I'm just going to go over things specifically. So I think a huge thing, and actually funnily enough, is I think a lot of things that you think about money mindset or if you know about money mindset can actually be applied to love. Um, they're very energetically the same and if you're good at manifesting money you will be good at manifesting love you just have to unblock some things um, if you haven't already manifested it so basically like I'm saying in money it's like your net work is your net worth and I think when it comes down to friends that you hang out with and their mindset around men and partnerships can be really toxic to your beliefs so you know, high school, we everyone drops the word fuckboys. You're hanging out with women who maybe don't have enough self-worth to say no and, like, put their foot down and just accept shit. I mean, I've been there, too. So, it's like, I can't... I'm not on a pedestal saying anything here. But once you realize, like, okay, th- I'm setting a standard now, moving forward, you actually have to start surrounding yourself with people who also have the same standard, and if they don't, you need to set a boundary and be like, I would actually really appreciate, like, I'm really trying to work on my um, mindset around love and relationships, like, if you're going to talk about this guy that cheated on you all the time, or a guy that keeps, like, ghosting you, or that you think you deserve that, like, I would just really respect if you wouldn't talk to me about that, and it's not mean, because you need to disappoint basically everyone in your life except for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would actually have no... Chelsea's obviously not like this, but if Chelsea was, like, like keeps, like, saying it's the same thing, I'd be like, Chelsea, is it okay if we just don't talk about that? Because, like, I'm really trying to focus on manifesting this, and basically, it used, by you saying that, it's kind of penetrating into me, and, like, I don't want to have those negative thoughts anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were a drug addict and you just keep bringing crack around. <laughs> like, it's like... You can't just do crack in front of me because I'm going to be like, well, uh, now I want to do crack. Well, I don't know, but (laughs) it's a horrible example. But it's just like, it is addictive, these mind patterns and these thoughts. So you really just need to cut it off. And so when I was in Bali, um, Renee, who I also (laughs) um, interviewed a few episodes ago, she has such a good mindset around men. So for the first time in my life, I heard, and I kept being like, Renee, like, how do you like meet these men? And like, they fall in love with you in like two seconds. And she'd be like, and then I'm like, one time I asked her about an ex, and I was like, oh, well, is he being a fuckboy? And she's like, Marley, there's no such thing as a fuckboy. Like, you only make them a fuckboy if you let them be. And I was like, sirens, mind blown, like, about to, like, tattoo this on my forehead. (laughs) I was like, wow. I was like, that really hit home, because I was like, it's so true. And now I can think of a thousand experiences where, like, they're like, they blow you off, and then they're like, well, let's just do dinner, like at 9 p.m. next Wednesday I'm like sure it's like 
you i let that happen mm-hmm. so if i keep letting these things happen guys are like sorry but they can be lazy yeah and they don't want to put in the effort so if you make them be the laziest as possible they're gonna do that so i think it was really like learning from other women who had really positive mindset around men and like a bunch of our friends in bali like even a girl went on a date i was like she's like i don't even know if i'm interested on him but i'm just really happy we met because i got to meet a guy that i had i had a nice connection with and that was like her tinder date and i was like wow that was like so mature not like oh my god does he like me like she just got back from the date and we were going out and she's like it there's no like anxious attachment there was no insecurity it was like i'm just really grateful we had a nice conversation i'm like i'm like wow that is incredible and then obviously talking to chels and like a bunch of us just like really want to level up so i think that had a huge impact looking back on it honestly i'm just gonna add in the fact that i did stop looking but i already talked about that um okay i got rid of the fruit flies number (laughs) two underline underline highlight um so this is actually something that chelsea said to me because you know she loves her analogies and i was trying to explain to her because again renee i'm gonna shout her out a bunch in this episode but I was, like, texting, like, a bunch of guys, but none of them, I wasn't really, like, interested in them, like, they had, like, some things going, like, one of them would, like, have their own business, one of them, like, talking about manifestation with me, like, and I was, like, oh my god, he loves talking about manifestation, like, this must be the one, but everything else was completely not right, right. and then, like, one guy has his own business, I'm, like, oh my god, he has his own business, like, this is the one, but, like, literally everything <laughs> else was wrong, and I'd be like, so I just keep talking to them, and like they'd want to hang out, but no part of me wanted to hang out with them. It was and just I like, was even asking you, I'm like, eh. I'm confused. You, <laughs> like, you would be talking to them, but then you'd be like, ew, why did he text me that? And I'm like, I'm confused. You're talking to them, and you're like, yeah, but I don't like him. And I'm like, wait, exactly, what's and happening? You know what it was? It was just feeding my ego. Mm-hmm. I, you know, loving it. I love attention, so it was like attention from boys, but it's like. Renee was like, Molly, you need to cut this off because you're signaling to the universe that that's what you think you deserve. And I'm like, ooh, bye. And I remember I texted, I talk, I'm te- pretending like I talked to like 100 people. And I was just like, <laughs> a few people, I was like, listen, like, you're so amazing. Like, love talking to you, love getting to know you, but like, I'm not looking for anything right now. So, yeah, there's a but. One of them, it was like kind of not hard, but it was like a big conversation. But, anyways right okay so I did that and I was like I got rid of the fruit flies and then my third thing is I did a lot of visualizations and I wrote my list of everything that I want in a partner and I got specific like for example I'd be like it doesn't have to be so specific that it like cuts off other things so I was like he either needs to own his own business or be really interested in business or willing to start his own business like I w- I've always wanted to surf with a guy so I'm like he either needs to l- know how to surf or would be willing to learn because I'm like that would be so fun for me right um he needs to be like love to travel he needs to be tall like that <laughs> like sorry that's kind of like egotistical but like there's some things that I'm really attracted to and right. tall guys happen to be one of them of course <laughs> I mean there is something to be said about we always talk about this going back to like caveman days and like attractiveness and it's like yeah, you can have your list of, like, attractive qualities that you, and physical qualities that you want. Exactly. So, I basically wrote down, like, everything that I want in a partner and wrote down this list. And I'm just going to add this here that Max, I showed Max the list, like, two weeks ago. And he's like, you wrote this after you met me. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, I wrote it, like, 
three months before I met you and he's like no 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 like this is so weird I'm like I know because when I met him it was shocking to me because I purely manifested him whereas like it's not so much for him he was like okay this is what I want like I did a lot of work to get him like to get to where I could be to meet him so Mm -hmm. when I met him I was like kind of like holy shit it worked yeah (laughs) like whoa i like didn't expect it to work like that quick yeah like it didn't take years and years and years i thought and i thought it would like i was like like a little part of me was like i don't think i'm ever gonna meet this person and i've had a few conversations with girls too like one of my best friends she met this guy who's like absolutely incredible they're like amazing but before she met him like joel did you ever think you were gonna like meet this guy and she's like i actually thought i was gonna get married to my dog like (laughs) she's like i never thought i was gonna meet this guy but when you do it's like you know why every relationship didn't work Mm -hmm. um so yeah um i wrote down my list and i stuck to my list so if i'm in a guy i mean this didn't happen but because max came like immediately after but if i met a guy and he wasn't something major on my list like let's say he hated to travel chelsea if like our partners hate to travel like that would that just wouldn't That's fly yeah no it's just because like, i literally have a plane tattoo yeah <laughs> That's not, that just wouldn't happen exactly so it's like and having low self-worth would be like oh well you know because like you just need to know that he's out there right um so yeah getting very specific on your list and if things are really major for you like don't sacrifice do not settle he is out there or she is out there for you like do not settle um, and then I did a lot of visualizing. So when I would look at other couples, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're so like, oh, why do they have to make it out in front of me? Like, ew, they're so happy. <laughs> I all went to the sidelines and I was like, wow, like, I'm so happy for them. They look so happy. Like, I can't wait for that to be me. And like really giving them a positive energy to really amplify to the universe. Like, this is what I deserve. Like, I know I deserve that. Like, raising your self-worth. And, like, even sometimes when I was walking, like, imagining, like, holding hands with someone. Or, like, when I'd be out surfing, like, imagine being with a partner right now. Or, like, on a plane, like, oh, it'd be so nice to have, like, a partner next to me. Like, in a po- very positively energetic-drived way. Not, like, desperate. Just, like, oh, I wish so. Why can't no one be here? It wasn't like that. It was just, like, if I saw another couple, like, cuddling, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so happy for them just a very positive energy around couples and I think that's something that really really worked and then and then the last thing was honestly realizing something major so this wouldn't apply to everyone but it might give you inspiration if you're like stuck on one thing so something for me is that I had this like belief that in order to meet someone like very serious I had to be settled somewhere and that really didn't align with me because personally I don't really know if I want to settle anywhere like maybe eventually but like Mm -hmm. as for now like I have no intentions of settling anywhere if you've been following me on Instagram for like any part of time you know I'm like bouncing around Bali like Australia Bondi Byron Bay like I'm always moving so having a partner that was settled I was I just had this realization one day it was after Kundalini and I'm like I can't meet a partner that's settled. Like, I, I have to meet a guy who's, like, also doing what I'm doing. And then after I realized that, I, this, like, relief went came all over me. Because it was, like, in order... Because I thought I had to do something that was out of alignment with me to meet my partner. Yes. And so when I was, like, holy shit, I actually don't need to do anything. I just need to be me and they will come through. Yes. And after I did these, like, five... Well, six things... Max came to me in like two weeks. 
two weeks. Yeah. So I'll just give a little, like, a little story about it. So basically, I wasn't living in Bali, like I said, but I had to go to Australia because I was contracted to this job up the coast for a travel company. And my girlfriend was flying in from Canada. But when I was in Bali, I was like, I remember texting you too. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I really don't want to go back to Australia. Like, I'm so happy. This sounds so privileged and I apologize. (laughs) But I was just like so happy in Bali. And I I was in a groove, like really working my business a lot. And I knew if I went there, it would take up a lot of my time. And I was just in a really good flow state of like absolute pure happiness. And like my, I was working on my spirituality a lot, like doing Kundalini living in a sick apartment had great friends there and I was like I just don't want to go so I was like I remember saying to Chelsea and like Renee and I was like guys if my friend's flight gets canceled like I'm calling Australia off next day I wake up my friend calls me crying her flight got canceled Mm -hmm. and this is when coronavirus was like almost like a laughing matter because it was only in China so her layover was in China so it got canceled and I was like holy shit that like my manifestation powers are off the charts right now but um so when i so but then i just had this realization i was like no i know she for her she really needs to come in australia it's gonna be an amazing trip for her like we're gonna be able to do this together she's like one of my longest best friends so i was like no this needs to happen so we talked it through like a lot of we realized for a lot of different reasons why her flight got canceled because she got a way better flight all these things like fell into place perfectly so we're like okay that was meant to happen and then i asked the universe for a sign of like okay show me a yin yang if i'm not meant to go to australia and i didn't see it and my first thought was, was like oh i wonder who i'm gonna meet i mean i'm like i know i have to meet someone in australia like that's why i have to go there and i don't know why i thought that and if you're wondering about the sign thing like if i ask for a yin yang and i'm meant to do it it comes in like two minutes like there's so many instances I've actually talked about a few on the podcast like when I ask for a sign and I'm meant to get the sign I get the sign every time so when I not I've actually never had an instance where I didn't see the sign until now so I was like okay damn I gotta go so flew into Sydney and basically our um our contracted travel thing started the next day and one of the things is we had to like promote this app it was working for a travel company and we had to go to this bar and just keep in mind i hadn't drank in for like a month i was like on another planet because i was coming from bali and i was like so spiritually like aligned so like i wasn't drinking i was just like doing my own thing so the idea of like going to this bar was like i was like i i would never go actually like i would never have gone to this bar um like not at all and and it was just like the minute i got there i was like okay i'm gonna go like it was really young crowd like to put in perspective i think there was like a a paint party in the corner (laughs) i was like okay no and but i was like okay no i have to stay there because my friend was having a really good time and i was like okay i'm not gonna be a debbie downer let's just like like let's just like do this Mm -hmm. and then next minute i look and i see max and i was like okay i think i'm gonna stay (laughs) but i can like right now in this moment remember the moment i saw him like i remember what he was doing i remember what his hand movement was and it was like tunnel vision when i saw him like it was like in the movies yeah it was so cheesy but yeah i was like (laughs) and i was like that's weird yeah and i remember saying to my friend i'm like i don't know what just happened or like what's going on but i'm like i can't describe but i'm like extremely attracted to that person and like he's a good looking guy but it's not like like it was like insane and right. 
but I was, I'm really nervous. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, go up to guys. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, like that. Yeah. Anyways, Max ended up coming up to me, and he said the same thing. He was, like, when I saw you, he, like, did a double take, I guess, and, like, came right over. And he actually told me the other day, he's, like, you're the first girl I've actually approached. Yeah. What? I was, like, what? Yeah. So, anyways, we started talking, and basically the rest is history. But, like, there was so many instances where it wasn't going to work. Like, right. when I first met him, I'm, like, cool. Like, made this really amazing connection with this guy. Had a really good chat. Like, we got each other's Instagram. Like, we talked all night, but it was, like... And I was, like, insanely connected to him. And, like, it was just this magnetic pull that I was, like, this is really interesting. Yeah. And so... But I'm, like, I'm flying back to Bali after... Like, I'm leaving tomorrow up the coast on this, like, tourist company. And then I leave to Bali. So I'm, like... like, And then what was he doing? He was, like... So he's doing his master's in Australia um, on, like, an exchange. So, again, he was stuck in Sydney. I was going up the coast. It was, like... I'm, like, cool, fun, whatever. But that was my energy around it. Whereas mm-hmm. I think usually I'd be like, oh, I met a guy. Like, yeah, like oh my God. The plan. Yeah, he like, we talked about business, manifestation. Like, oh my God. Like, right. I am canceling my whole trip to stay with this guy. Uh, I'm not going to Bali anymore. No, that wasn't my thought at all. I'm like, cool, met him, still yeah. going to Bali. Mm-hmm. But like, so anyways, I went up to the coast for three weeks. We talked every day, all day. And it was like, thing, we would talk so deeply and intensely and things that I, like, haven't even talked to half of my friends about. Like, fully talked about manifestation. Like, I made him a vision board. He was like, loved talking about my business, loved learning about my business. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. And then anyways, because Corona, our flight got canceled, so I had to fly back to Sydney because that's where my best friend lives. And then I ended up getting stuck in Sydney for the whole coronavirus, which happened to be where Max was. So, had it not be for coronavirus, me and Max actually, like, I, it's hard to say, but, like, actually I would be stuck in Bali until now. So, I don't even, like, because the Australian border is closed. I don't know if I would have seen Max again. So, me and him are very grateful. Um, Not to sound completely, like awful but for coronavirus for for like there has been some amazing things that have come out of coronavirus i'm not discounting the deaths and all the awful things that happened but had that not happened we would never have met so fast forward to now we live in byron bay together with chelsea so we've been only dating like we did we met in march and then we did like we basically right when i got home we went on a date we've basically been dating ever since so march april may and then at the beginning of July, we moved in together. But it wasn't like, oh my god, we're moving. Actually, no, basically he moved in at the beginning of June because he basically just lived at my apartment yeah. with me um, in Bondi. But we just moved to Byron because Chelsea was coming back from Broome and I was going, I wanted to move to Byron Bay. And I asked Max, I was like, listen, like I'm moving to Byron Bay. If you want to come, sweet. If not, like we'll just we'll figure it out right and he was like no obviously i'm coming right so then now we live here together and like yeah so that's basically the story of how we met and obviously things still i get still get triggered we're not like it's not like sunshine and roses like a hundred percent of the time but i would actually say like once you meet your partner and they're your partner like it once you have that number one goal together like we have the exact same interests we are very similar mm-hmm. in the sense of like we both love traveling he's starting his own business um he helps me in my business like my business has actually completely grown since i've met him like it no it wasn't like oh i don't have time for my business anymore i've been hitting the biggest months ever yeah. since i've met him and 
obviously but a lot of my time does go to him but i think just when i'm working i'm obviously just way more efficient it's not like oh i have all day to do this now it's like well no i actually have priorities like i want right. to hang out with my boyfriend yeah so i'm gonna get this done quicker exactly so yeah obviously still triggered and things still come up like it's a it's a work in progress but like i think when you meet that partner who's like completely in alignment for you it's like it's just so easy and you don't i just always wondered i was like how like when people like move in together i'm like how do you just like move into that i'm like you just know you just know i'm like okay yeah whatever right but i'm like oh yeah you just know Mm -hmm. it's easy no red flags no games yeah and i honestly never thought i was gonna have this so actually it it trips me up sometimes because like i'll be sitting there and he'll be like say the nicest thing do the nicest thing and i'm like how the fuck did i get here right and that's the work to like that's not the- now sabotage it. Yeah. So yeah, that's the story with Max. Um, you had a question about my belief change. Yeah, like what beliefs from back when you were in, maybe in like December and January, what was your belief around like love and dating to what it is now? I think really what it was is I just fell in love with myself. Mm. And I was like, I love myself. And I was like, I did a lot of work of like, and Ch- me and Chelsea talk about this all the time. Like, okay, we own our own businesses. Like, sounds a bit cocky, but like, we have a lot going for us. And but before, I would never see that. I'd be like, mm-hmm. be like, Ma, you have your own business. All these things. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. That's nothing. But really, like, feeling into that and being like, yeah, I have a lot going for me. And like, yeah. And someone would be lucky to date me. Mm-hmm. And I think just that feeling changed. into that energy and just yes. being like, yes, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. And like, I know I deserve this. And just like. But I didn't think that at all. It was just, like, it was just doing from doing the work and, like, healing right. trauma. I'm, like, I fell in love with myself. It's, like, you have to think that the way you wrote out a list, like, you are someone's list. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, she has her own business. She has so much going for her. She's so funny. She, like, you know what I mean? Like, that is someone else's checklist. Exactly. So, it's, like, knowing that you have all these things going for you, I think, makes you more confident going into, like, a dating situation. Yes. Or just being calm, cool, and collected when things go wrong. Like, there's actually one point because of Corona, Max had to buy a flight home. And I wasn't, like, bowling. I was upset, but I was, like, he's not going home. I was, like, I just was, like, I was You had that confidence, though. Yeah. And I remember I went for, like, a seven-kilometer run. But this is after a week of our first date. A week after our first date. (laughs) Like, I sound crazy, but I was, like... No, but it's not. I'm, like, I just no he's I'm like I know this is gonna work out it's too we're too like destined to be together because mm-hmm. like after everything that happened and he was like I just had this like cool calmness around me I was like it wasn't like oh my god don't go home I was like oh that's unfortunate like we'll f- we'll figure it out we'll 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 talk about it when the time comes right and then he was the one on his own he's like yeah I'm, I'm canceling my flight I'm not going home like this is ridiculous because and you didn't threaten him you're like if you cancel if you go yeah this is over like I can't fucking believe you did that like that's a totally different energy than like oh we'll figure it out and there's some parts of my life where I would have been like that yeah a hundred percent so just being coming at it of like okay this is I know this sucks, but, like, if I keep a cool and, like, even Max moving to Bali with me, like, after coronavirus is done, like, me and Max are moving to Bali, but I wasn't like, Max, will you move to Bali with me? It was like, I let Max come to that decision on his own, Mm -hmm. and I think for men, a huge thing is, is they have to come to these decisions on their own. Mm -hmm. Sure, you can plant the seed, nothing wrong with a little soft manipulation, but... 
at the end of the day, if you want a guy to do something, they have to come to it on their own decision yes. and fully think it was their idea and have it as their idea and want to do it or else they'll resent you or they they'll either won't do it or do it and hate it and then it'll just blow up in your face anyways it's just i always flip the script imagine if max was going back to germany and was like forcing you like if you don't go back to germany it means you don't like me or i can't believe you just aren't gonna come with me that's so rude you'd be like okay i don't feel like coming to germany now because you're like pushing me to do it but if he's like you know it'd be really nice if you were around and I think you'd really like it, blah, blah. Yeah. That's a different energy. You'd be like, oh, I really would consider Germany versus being, like, threatened and forced to. Exactly. So that was something I also really learned through this experience. It was just, like, just be cool as a fucking cucumber and act confident. Like, if you're not confident, just act confident. Like, fake it. <laughs> yeah, fake it till you make it. Isn't that, like, a Lauren Everett? Yeah, no, like, fake it till you make it is, like, yeah. a big thing, and I never used to get that. I'm like, it's true. Like, sometimes you do have to fake it just to, like activate it and then it's like oh it will work yeah i don't know it's weird if you've tried it you know what we're talking about yeah okay so now we're gonna flip the script and talk about chelsea's story all right and there you have it (laughs) that was such a good episode um i'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one um i don't know if that was cocky or humble or just confident actually we've been debating the difference between those three words so Whatever it was, (laughs) I feel good about the episode, and I really hope it will help someone or just provide some insight or even just another opinion on dating because the world is wild. (laughs) And so if you want to listen to Chelsea's story, the link will be in the um, show notes. So hop over to her podcast, and we talk so much about just like, mindset shifts and really how to go from you know attracting that same guy over and over to manifesting and bringing in someone who is super in alignment and respectful and just everything that you would want in a guy so we dish all that dirt over on chelsea's um podcast so listen to that and then make sure that you are subscribed because next week um we well, this whole episode ended up being two hours, <laughs> so we really had to cut it down. But my boyfriend, Max, actually comes on the podcast, and we ask him a bunch of questions that I feel like are just commonly asked questions by girls, and we get a man's perspective on them. And also, Chelsea's man, um, I mean, he's in Germany, but he pipes in via text. So it's super fun. It's super funny. And yeah, so make sure you're subscribed to tune in next week because it is juicy so yeah thanks so much for tuning in you guys and if you feel like it it would be so appreciative if you left a review and subscribed because it helps me out so much and honestly as you've heard my love language is words of affirmation so anytime I receive like any sort of affirmation about the podcast I'm like yes i'm gonna keep going like it just makes me so happy um so yeah thanks so much for tuning in and i'll talk to you next week